ESPN Media Podcast Presentation. up homies what's good you are now listening to dainty thug in your headset on your laptop on your phone however you hearing me thank you for checking me out i have been dying to have this conversation because i feel like over the years you know especially in the times that we are in now, I feel like collectively, we just expect a lot from people. And you know what? I don't want to really say we expect a lot. We just want people overall to be decent humans. And in return, that is asking for a lot. Now, I have been vocal about, you know, my opinion regarding celebrities and especially when it comes to black celebrities, I feel like there's like, you really can't say too much about people faves. And it always goes back to. Um, me talking about you can't really criticize your faves on social media or period because there's such a pushback you know like oh they do this for the black community and they do this for the black community what the fuck you doing nigga you ain't doing shit and it's like okay it it ignores the actual nuance and the context of the criticism because no matter how valid your critique might be, it somehow doesn't compare to the good that they've done. And I'm so happy today and this time right now, I'm able to critique and have an honest conversation about Jay-Z. You know, I've had my critiques about him over the years. And every time I've tried to have a conversation about critiquing him, not as a rapper, but as this as this poster child for black entrepreneurship, that's really what I've been critiquing and about a year or so ago um when did the um jay-z's last album come out you know he had that video with the nina simone sample y'all know what i'm talking about right and he had the sambo art and artistically i thought it was good Right, I thought it was interesting, but I also felt 
also felt like was he putting a mirror to himself because you don't use sample art as a tool of empowerment right I mean unless like the rules of art have changed and the symbolism of sample art has changed sample art generally isn't used as a beacon of success or a reflection of success or something you would use to counter its meaning in a good way if that makes any sense it might not make sense but I just feel like out of all of the symbolism the symbolisms in art especially when it comes to black American art symbol art isn't what I would use to describe myself or my success and I tried to look at it like objectively like maybe it was him using sample art to like as as a as a narrative as like no matter how rich I am I'm still like you know this you know this nigga you know this little pickety nigga to them right because I mean like you can make an argument for that you can say you know you still nigga in a coop you know what I mean and it, it would make sense but Sambo was very specific. But I I had my own critiques with that. So, you know, the first thing I did when I saw the video, like I liked the song. I like I mean because it's Nina Simone sample, so you really can't go wrong with that. But I liked the song and I looked at the creative team of you know who was behind it because I knew alright I knew Sean Carter with the sample art he had some black creative at the helm of doing this right so I go and I look at the creative team because stylistically it was good and I wanted to see who did it and I was surprised when I looked at the credits and I saw like this, it was powered behind like this super white agency and all these white creatives and not a black creative listed. I think I saw like a behind the clip of the making of the video and there might have been a black girl project manager or something like that but as far as like creatives nana nada he was the only black creative and personally that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because it rubbed me the wrong way because I felt like why When you when you create an art, especially like an art that's so sensitive and has such a a, a, a powerful racially 
charged symbolism like sample art and you pick because he definitely picked a all white creative team in my opinion personally they don't walk away from it like oh I did this sample art with Jay-Z and wow this is all the history I learned with it you know especially with with their marketing agency you just give them you just give them what you want and you know they do some research and they just do it I just feel like the impact of what could have been a a learning opportunity or something just bigger something that had a bigger culture impact was lost in translation as he created this visual of various images of himself as Sambo. Now, another interesting thing about Sambo art is, you know, Sambo art was generally how, you know, white people see black people as, and they use it as entertainment, right? And for him to have white people create these styles, these character styles of him for us, because he wasn't doing, I mean, maybe he was doing it for them as well, but he's talking to us. And when I mean us, he's talking to black people, right? He's, he's, he's rapping a song about how he made it. And again, maybe he wasn't talking to us. And it's, it's, it, I just felt like it was a loss opportunity. But that hasn't been my only critique of Jay-Z. I just felt like, you know, if he was going to do sample art, he should at least had a few black creatives. And not just because they're black, but given the opportunity, like, look, if, you're in a position to, if you can walk through these doors, right? Because make, there's no doubt about it. Jay-Z is a capitalist and he's sitting in the doors. He's sitting in these meetings with, you know, the biggest companies in the world. And if you can't bring other black people with you, what the fuck is the point? What the fuck is the point? Like, is he only bringing Tata with him? Like, is he, like, I still like Jay-Z aspires to be the only nigga in the room. And I feel like that with a lot of people. And the whole point of this conversation I'm having today is in the news jay-z's in the news today and uh he's in the news because he's you know brokered this deal with robert Kraft. um robert Kraft is the owner of the new england new england patriots he's you know the rich robert Kraft. you know he's a billionaire multi-billionaire and 
apparently him, Jay-Z, and Meek Mill, and some other folks are brokered this deal where Rock Nation is going to be pushing like this social justice um, initiative within the NFL. Now, of course, there's a lot of feedback about it because, you know, we've seen Kaepernick, he still doesn't have a job. And how much scrutiny and how much racism and how much how much criticism he's had over the course of the years and how many people have stopped watching football, right? How many people have stopped watching football? The numbers are down. The data is there. And we've seen the impact of you know black artists turning the NFL down right didn't didn't Rihanna turn him down and I think Cardi B took it or something like that right um I think the last person the last person I remember performing for the Super Bowl was Beyonce and I feel like Jay-Z has not really been critiqued enough in his shenanigans when it comes to poor black people, working class black people, and social justice movements. Now, I know a lot of y'all will say, oh, well, he gave Ferguson protesters, he bailed them out, he gave, you know, this family this amount of money, this family this amount of money, you know, he's helped these families who have been uh, targeted and have been, you know, have endured a social injustice or a police injustice, you know, whether their family members have been murdered or whatever the case may be, or paying for lawyer fees, that he's done that. Yes, he has absolutely um, been credited to do such things like that. However, I believe about a year or so ago, it was discovered that Jay-Z is a venture capitalist who is invested in... Um, ankle bracelets and, and monitoring that doesn't really fix the problem of prison reform see and this is why I feel like when people talk about social justice and left-leaning folks people don't really understand what left-leaning or far left-leaning is because prison reform isn't about taking what's already in place and putting a pretty bow on it reform is a change you know there's no change in some of the projects that jay-z is involved in it's just an opportunity for him to make more money so i'm also i also believe that Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft is a billionaire, okay? And there is, billionaires aren't billionaire. He's not a billionaire because he owns a football team. In order for you to own a football team, you have to be a billionaire, 
right? And I don't think any white person who is a billionaire is not invested in for-profit prisons. That's just my opinion. I haven't done the research, you know, to inquire if Kraft is involved, you know, um, officially with for-profit prisons. But make no mistake, if he he's a billionaire, he's involved in oppression somehow because you have to be you're a fucking billionaire you're not a billionaire he didn't create anything that's that's um so extravagant that we have to use it in life on an everyday basis he's a fucking he's the owner of the patriots that's a base that's basically his hobby he doesn't give a fuck if he gets a win or a loss or lose money or gain money for being the owner of a a fucking football team that's not where his money comes from billionaires make money because they're invested in multiple things not just because they are pushing a product or you know billionaires are billionaires because of mainly of two things because of generational wealth and somewhere in their portfolio or even in their personal business a group of people have to be oppressed somehow like you don't be a billionaire and with all clean money right and that's just how I feel like you're not a billionaire because to be a billionaire you someone has to be oppressed whether it's low wages um uh factory workers overseas making pennies to the dollar um slave wages slave workers underage workers like someone is being exploited or oppressed for for a person to be a billionaire and with this article that's out about this deal with Jay-Z and Robert Kraft Kaepernick's people are pretty much calling him out uh Jay-Z reported that Jay-Z isn't keeping it funky your boy Hove ain't keeping it real according to the reports uh Kaepernick team his camp said Jay-Z did not reach out to him regarding the NFL um, partnership with Rock Nation and Jay-Z said he did to make matters worse Kaepernick's best friend on Twitter uh, responded that uh, all this is performative that he's not feeling it Here's a series of tweets on um, Twitter that basically states that he is not really feeling Jay-Z, his movement. And he, you know, even though he plays in the NFL, he doesn't really, you know, fuck with what Jay-Z did. Of course, I received an email from change.org from the unstripped voice with a petition States, we do not agree with Jay Z's Rock Nation partnering up with the NFL. Here's why. Earlier today, it was reported that Rock Nation, the entertainment company founded by Jay Z, 
has agreed to partner with the NFL as part of its Inspire Change platform. Rock Nation will create and distribute music for the NFL as well as work on production, promotion, and marketing of live music events. Jay-Z will also advise on the selection of artists during the Super Bowl halftime show. In a nutshell, the NFL got Jay-Z, one of the most influential men in the black community. Here's what Jay-Z had to say. With his global reach, the National Football League has the platform and opportunity to inspire change across the country. Rock Nation has shown that entertainment and enacting change are not mutually exclusive ideas. Instead, we unify them. This partnership is an opportunity to strengthen the fabric of communities across America. Before we move on, we must first say we do not speak for Colin Kaepernick. This is what the org, change.org petition is saying or his representatives and what we're about to write. Jay-Z is a highly man respected in our community. He's done so many great things that we cannot name them all here. But his latest business move is a head scratcher. Maybe he and his team felt the NFL will always be huge no matter what. So instead of fighting them, it's better to partner with them to take advantage of what black people have to say. It's a noble move, but it also reinforces that white supremacy narrative we've been trying to expose and fight. JC, he could have used his Rock Nation platform to help another league needing a boost like the Freedom Football League. But instead, he is working with the NFL. So instead, someone as big as Jay-Z partner up with the NFL, we are advising that he do two things. He's doing two things actively. He's minimizing Kaepernick's original message on why he took a knee against police brutality. And he's creating divide and conquer within the black community. The truth is, before Kaepernick took his knee, the NFL didn't do a thing to address social issues. And after Kaepernick took his knee and the backlash that came with his banding, banning, I'm sorry, the NFL took a bunch of steps to address social issues. This is divide and conquer that we are talking about. All right, so this petition is, you know, kind of like, you know, lukewarm they're not really calling out jay-z they're trying to reason with him you cannot reason with a fucking capitalist you know and i feel like we can actually have an honest conversation about how jay-z uses like black liberation jargon to highlight his capitalism and that's just the truth you know um you can't be a capitalist. You can't be a capitalist and woke at the same time. It doesn't really work that way. You know. <laughs> but what do we expect though? Do we really expect Jay-Z to turn down an opportunity to not only showcase his own 
rock nation artist but to get an opportunity to have licensed music and video games and and NFL stadiums and say that he's doing it for the culture what culture what is what how does this help black people because I mean he's not going to I mean I don't child okay Jay-Z is not going to liberate black people. Jay-Z is going to always put Jay-Z first. And it's about time that black people start to realize that he's not this woke business person that he has been bragging about over the last decade or so. We saw that with title, Right? He had like a small, he had like a little small interest in it and was toting it as black owned. That's not how black ownership works. Yeah, you're invested in something. But when I think of black owned businesses, I think of businesses that black people create. Or at least hold 50% ownership of. Not 5%, not 10%. You know, not just some stocks and bonds, because if we're just going by the bare minimum, shit, I fucking own uh, uh, um, stock. I Verizon is black owned because I have Verizon stock, right? By that same logic, we saw with the Barclays Center when he was bragging about owning the owning the Brooklyn. Uh, Nets, right? You know, as quiet as it's kept, Jay-Z is the face of Brooklyn gentrification. I remember I was in school and I was taking sports management. And part of the curriculum in sports management at the school I was at, I was at LIU, was you know, studying and following and tracking the development of the Barclays. Now, part of that conversation was having politicians come and talk to, you know, the residents in the area and how they was talking about like how they're going to do all these job creations and, you know, better housing and, and affordable housing and how nothing's going to change how they know it and it's just going to be a better fabulous neighborhood right and Jay-Z was part of that conversation you know and look at it now you can't afford shit downtown Brooklyn the projects are still there Afropunk is to shit now yeah it looks nice but guess what a lot of people were pretty much bought out their own homes they was out there you know trying to buy out old people they did it they did it you know i'll give you a hundred thousand dollars if you move from this area if you move out these buildings you know go live somewhere else now you got fucking studio apartments and condos downtown brooklyn 
for half a million dollars, a million dollars. It was just like a couple years ago that Junior's Cheesecake almost got shut down because they couldn't afford the fucking rent anymore. Junior's Cheesecake, been there for how many decades? Almost had to move because they couldn't afford it any longer. And part of the reason why they can't afford it because fucking Barclays is right down the street. And Barclays is a shitty fucking, is a shitty arena. It's not, I, I would never go there to watch fucking basketball. I've been there a few times. I've actually had to sit, I have the pleasure to sit in the box seats and it still sucks. And it's like, are we going to finally accept the fact that Jay-Z is not on the side of liberation? You know, he might as well be a Republican. And the only reason why he's not getting the critiques he should be getting is because he's black and because he's Jay-Z and because he's a rapper. Most rappers, most rich black people are not on the side of liberation. The closer to prox- the closer you get to whiteness, you know, he don't give a fuck about poor people. Not like that. It's very performative. You know, performative act. We don't need any more performative activism. Prison reform is an actual conversation that needs to be had, but you cannot have prison reform conversation in a room full of capitalists. They don't give a fuck about prison reform, not like that. And it is so, it's bothering and it's a little irritating when. You know, common motherfuckers like me, you, and everybody else, you know, regular, regular ass people who have to, our, our voices are drowned in the sea of people with larger platforms who get to, you know, be the authority of certain topics, even though they really don't deserve to be and in this particular instance I don't really think Jay-Z needs to be in this conversation he does not need to be in the he's not an activist and he doesn't need to cosplay as an activist I think it's unfair I think it's disingenuous and I think he's swerving out his lane you know I I wish, you know, someone would talk to him and be like, hey, you know what? You ain't got to do this. If he really wants to make a difference, he should team up with actual active activists on the ground who are doing the work and people who are actually actually making strides to rectify all the wrong, you know, censoring yourself. And calling it social justice is not the move. We see that with Sean King. We see it with all these other motherfuckers. And I'm surprised that it's not being completely called out. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, thank you for allowing me to rant. Because I definitely wanted to get this rant off my chest before I forgot about it. I definitely... I always say I want to write about it. But you know why I get tired of niggas, you know, and you know, we're in this, we're in this age and era right now that if you write something about somebody's fave, 
bitches and niggas, bitch ass niggas will dox you. And I have a baby and a family. I really don't want to be in the mix of that because I'm a real nigga. I'll fuck, I'll fuck somebody up. Like seriously. And I'll be sitting in someone's cell. <laughs> I'll be like, reach out to Jay-Z. <laughs> Get him, get him to get me out of jail because I'm a real nigga. <laughs> so, uh, I want to say thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for supporting Dainty Thug. I really appreciate it. Please support me on Patreon. Also, if you listen to this, there's a link in this description. Please vote for me so I can go to South by Southwest. I am looking to be there next year, but you have to vote for my panel. So please vote for my panel. Let you know what? Let me invade white spaces and talk my shit. All right. It will be a good opportunity and it'll be a good, you know, I'm funny sometimes. (laughs) So please vote for me, vote for my panel, get me to South by Southwest. I'll be seeing y'all next time. I have an episode, you know, me, I'm going to have a round table about Steven Universe, me and the My Superheroes of Black team. We got together, have a round table discussion about Steven Universe. We also have an upcoming episode, um, black girls mourn over Toni Morrison because it's real in the field. All right. So I'll talk to y'all on the flip side later.